For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Talk Recorded live. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and you are tuned into three-time National Poetry Award-winning POET Radio Voices Behind the Pens. And uh, it's a phenomenal night. I'm real excited to have you here. We're also nominated again for a National Poetry Award, which is going to be here in Chicago September 2nd and 3rd. So I am super excited, really, really stoked. You're being hosted tonight by none other than our CEO and founder of POET Radio, that's right, our very own king of poetry, Black Ice. You also got on deck Matt Spezia in the building. We got our girl Soleil in the building. We got Doug C's on the down with us. And I am Misconception. So we're going to get it in, do a little something for you tonight, and let you do a little something for us. We're going to collab and vibe back and forth and do our thing. I see you out there, Soleil. Just wanted to make sure I heard a little background noises. All right, all right. We're going to go ahead and uh, get this thing going on. We got Black Ice in the building. I see you. I see you out there, Mr. President. Trying to get you in. All right, all right, there we go, there we go. Let's check in real quick with the team, a couple of seconds. Just want to make sure we know what's going on with everybody. What's up, Matt? What you got going on? Well, um, I'm campaigning for Slam Artist of the Year by the National Poetry Awards. So if you guys want to go on there and vote for me, as well as the POET family, which, if I'm not mistaken, is nominated in 10 different categories. Yes, 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 that's correct, that's correct. Ten nominations in total for People of Extraordinary Talent, Poet, that's right. Ten nominations, and that's including Poet as a whole as for the performance group. That's including Poet Radio. You, our listeners, have helped us to get this nomination. That's talking me as Poet of the Year. And, I mean, we got to say this because this is really, really significant and important. The legendary award nomination for Black Ice the Troy Lewis Community Outreach Award for Black Ice. We've got to speak on that because so much is done on the stage by folks, but he does it on and off the stage, out for the people and in the streets. So just wanted to say that and mention that. So like you said, Matt, 10 nominations in total for the Poet family, and we are really excited. And uh, your campaign, let's go ahead and tell the people where to go for all of us. Matt? Oh, um, I'm sorry. I couldn't hear you. All right. My phone Matt, dropped out a, Matt dropped out a little bit. Sorry about that, folks. I was saying tell the people where to go and vote for all of us. No, oh, you need to go not. on the nationalpoetryawards.com. You need to get to your drop-down bar, click on voting, scroll down just a little bit, and you'll see a lovely Google Doc ballot. And in all of those different sections, you're going to see one of the POET family. And you'll also see me in the slam artistry. So I will love you even more than I already do if you throw your votes to us because we love you and we're working hard for you. Um, other than that, I'm working on more new poetry. I'm looking, at, looking to put out another project pretty soon um, to follow up Poetry in Motion, promoting the War Slam. Just booked the Kansas Poet Laureate to appear at that, actually. That's what's so. up. That's what's up. 
You got Working a lot happening. <laughs> you got a cracking in Kansas. That's what's up, ladies and gentlemen. That's my speech. We just checked in. We're here on the team. I want to scoot over to my sister, Soleil. What's going on over in New York? Tell us about it. A couple of seconds. Give it to us. Give it to us, sis. What's happening? Hey, well, first of all, sorry, I have a lot of a hectic evening over here in my household. <laughs> um, niece and nephew are here, so it's a little loud, so I'm trying to get the peace in order. <laughs> um, um, basically, I'm look. Well, this week I'm um performing an open mic uh, for Pain and Poetry, the monthly series. So I'm looking forward to that this weekend. Um, excited about actually working with my producer friend and working on my um. Poetry Spoken Word album, my first one. So I'm working on that. I'm going to start recording. That's so sad. That's so sad. That is always good to hear. And you have going to have that out there for people to be able to press play anytime they're ready. And that's so sad. So I'm very proud of your progress. Very happy to hear that from you. Let me go ahead and uh, check in with our brother, Dove Seeds. What you got happening? What's up in there? Well, you know, as you know, I got the um, Dove Seeds seventh annual Artist um, Appreciation Awards coming up this Saturday, August the 6th, in Green Bay, Wisconsin, which Poet is also nominated for several awards in there, and so is Black Ice. I mean, um, basically that's it, and I'm I'm just going to be in the process probably over the next couple of weeks. I'll be in the process of starting back to record, but it won't be any rap songs that I'll be recording. I'm about to start laying down, you know, recording some of my um, pieces. That's what's up. That's what's up. I am really happy to hear that as well. I cannot wait to hear that incoming project, and uh, it's a it's a good thing. It's a good thing. It's time, sir. I'm I'm glad to hear you working on that. Yes, yes. Well, I have plenty of things going on. My uh, significant dates are really out there: August 24th, September 2nd, and 3rd. We'll keep in tune with each other on Facebook. I'll let you know throughout the show. I want to swing over and check in with our very own King of Poetry, Black Ice. What's going on, sir? What's up, fam? How y'all doing tonight? I am blessed and, um, you know, appreciative to live to see another day, to achieve whatever is set before me to achieve and to accomplish. I'm not waiting on anything. I'm not asking for any handouts. Whatever is there for me, I'm, with God's help, I'm going to get it myself, you know, and I'm taking my team with me, you know, whatever I accomplish, the team accomplish. Whatever the team accomplishes, I accomplish and uh, we just had some wonderful events take place. Uh, Friday, I was blessed to perform at the Garden Inn uh, Hotel in Illinois for a comedy show. Um, they had me and a vocalist, or a vocalist and I opened up the show. That was wonderful. Um, they brought me back up on stage. Uh, they showed me mad love, you know, by supporting my art. They brought CDs. It's always beautiful when you get paid to perform, and then you can turn around and make extra money uh, you know, another hundred, two hundred dollars by selling your merchandise. So, uh, uh, sister, um, Soleil, you know, that comes in handy when you can get off an open mic stage and you have a CD in your hand and you ask them, Hey, would you mind supporting me? You know? And so, um, that was a beautiful thing. That was Friday. Um, I got in about midnight and had to get right back up at four o'clock in the morning to go to work, got off at three. And then once I got off work at three Saturday, I had three performances that I had to do. Um, I had a performance with the Poet Organization uh, and at Ogden Park for a peace um, tour that we're on, Resident Associations for Greater Inglewood Rage um, concert. And then um, 
about an hour and a half later, I had a performance with the Legends of Chicago Hip Hop, which I'm the creator and co-founder of uh, also as well. And that was a phenomenal performance. And then when I left that performance, I had another performance on the west side of Chicago at one stop. Um, one of the future performers at an open mic that took place there. So the whole weekend was full of performances, four concerts, two days, um, and work the weekend. Brother was tired. So I looked forward to days like today, Monday, and yesterday where I could actually take a chill pill just for a moment while I get ready for the activities that are going on uh, this week. So, um, again, like um, Brother Matt Spezia said, go to thenationalpoetryawards.com. Vote for Matt Spezia, vote for Black Ice, vote for Misconception, vote for the entire Poet family. Poet Radio is nominated for Best Radio. Poet is nominated for Best Group. And there are a string of other artists in the Poet organization that we are asking you to vote for. And if you don't know who to vote for, go to IamPoet.org. IamPoet.org. Once you go to IamPoet.org, you're going to see the flyer that contains all the members that are nominated. We are nominated for 10 National Poetry Awards, and we have an 11th member that's going to be honored for a Lifetime Achievement Award, Loretta Hawkins. So we're doing some big things in the poet organization. Uh, we're about to bring out our book in the month of September. Um, it will probably be available that National Poetry Awards weekend, so we're excited about that. Everything's just falling in line and falling in place. So if you're looking for a family, if you're looking for a home, if you're looking for an organization that's going to help you progress as an individual artist. If you're not published yet, we can help to make that happen this year. If you um, are interested in learning artist development, not just from the stage point of view, but how to market and promote your brand, your brand is you. <laughs> you know, so no one's going to push you like you can push you, but there are some things that we could teach you in the poet organization that can help you get visibility other than your neighborhood, other than your side of town, other than your city, other than your state, we can help you gain national recognition and being attached to a national and international organization propels you to that late level because you have tapped into the networks of other um, people all over the United States and in Europe um, or England and also Canada, which we have members in also as well. So, if you're looking to join the poet organization, reach out to anyone that's on the line, and we will um, set up your interview. And you can become a part of the greatest movement in the world, the poet movement, people of extraordinary talent and misconception. Absolutely, absolutely, ladies and gentlemen. Again, that is IamPoet.org. We're going to go ahead and give you a little bit of a flavor from our host. But before we go into the whole speed round, I want to acknowledge, I see you out there, Missouri. I see you out there, Brother O. And our sister, Benita Arsett, I see you as well. Yes, five, I see you out there in the chat room. So good, I see you. So we're going to go ahead and come to everyone just shortly. And uh, let's go ahead and kick off that whole speed round. Folks, you got the order. Let's get it. Coursing through this microphone is a staggering voltage. And gifting that to me means that you have embedded into me a great power. And since I view artistry as a responsibility, I guess that means I better be your superhero. 
So what would I do if you handed me a microphone? Well, my initial instinct would be to honor the first initials of my namesake, MC. And yes, the S became a stage name. I would do this by taking you on a ride like Amtrex with a Fentex Impex calculated to impress. I don't digress. I just make words move four words, four words. See, it'll only take four words to move this four words. Spesia, unchained, is dangerous. And as the persona began to take over, I could, oh yeah, in a slam setting, I'm setting new standards in English, and I wish you could understand. So consider this me explaining what I would do if you handed me a microphone. Then I would honor this stage that so many hollow names have graced. Like, I trace the fate lines in my palm and grip the mic. I guess that's why this artistry has been truly life-changing. I'm not following footsteps, but I am walking a parallel path. I'm looking at their learned lessons and adapting to the environment faster than a polar bear. I guess that's why I've never been colder and the Arctic is melting. Then I would give you a message, like how I've taken a step back to analyze the importance of a seemingly simple stage piece. See, this microphone is an antenna, and it broadcasts directly into the mind. That's why the hypnotic box in the corner of the room, it needs a new name, because TV now means true vision, and that involves the complete spectrum of senses, since this is the body of the piece, I guess this outro is my feet, both allowing me to leave and stand proudly, knowing that I have given every ounce of oxygen and translated my heartbeat into the pulse of this piece. I'm placing this essential defensive within the pieces. I'm meticulous with every line. I scrutinize on every subtle syllable that stressfully brings a piece to me. See, every piece I write is a piece to me that I give to thee, and you accepted me, so I figure out how to give it back. And that's why I hurt feelings. No. I'm not sorry if I offended you. See, I upended values and made you question a paradigm. See, when I rhyme, it's for far more than wordplay. See, the word play, it isn't in my vocab. I just grab hold of an important topic and write it in such a way to make the truth entertaining, whether it's universal or personal. The surrounding ensemble seems to have a love for it. So thank you for making my writings reach those who needed to hear them. End peace. Sometimes it takes getting your face plastered on concrete and brick, your arms and legs scraped and dragged on hot, worn, cracked asphalt and dry dirt with mashed grains of seeded rock to realize that you have had enough. It doesn't work anymore. I know it's hard to accept, but you have to look in that, wa- in that water and see through the reflection that there is something deep and hidden from the surface that you can only pull out. You continue to ignore it. You pretend it's not there. With every stroke stroke of wind brushing, you can no longer remain undisturbed, walking the same way with the same mode on every different day you fail to realize was not like yesterday. As you stretch, you feel the pain restraining you tightly back to the usual and unnoticeable discomfort that you've been positioned in for so long. You can't see. You lose air the more you fight to breathe. You're drowning in perplexed and scared to hold on to uncertainty, frightened to open your eyes. You hold on to the picture your memory last saved so you won't lose it to the realm of the future reality. See, I don't think you necessarily know what's at stake. You're trying to live in a phase that's in the midst of the minds. You belong to it, too, the more you stand by. Wings were made to stretch out in alignment of the trails of wind you seem to hold so close against your heart. You've yet to learn but want to try, so tell me how else are you going to learn to fly? 
crying on a wall of silence. You're hidden, casted out on the side. You weren't picked because no one understood or appreciated your difference. You stood out as the one to keep back, overlook like your presence didn't matter. Being called beautiful was for queens and pretty was too big. Nice was a selfish ploy of compassionate, pathetic contrition to convince you that he really wasn't so mean. Never mind what they didn't see. It's what they failed to discover. Gold buried deep in their superficial hollow shadows, and the one who did to touch you got blessed. You're not easily pushed back, kicked down without a fight, pushed against the ropes without striking a left hook first when your right is dominant, and that you always stand, even when shaking by the turbulence that's brewing down to pheromones and DNA in your veins. Your essence is under reconstruction. You're not finished yet. Your cells are eroding, bones building, bridges to the next part, tendons and ligaments stretching to snap back the attacks coming your way. Your heart and mind are smashing in friction. Your, ner- your nerves ignite while your hips beat thunder, releasing lightning through your fingertips. Embers fly out your eyes as others gaze. Your hair is a crown. Rulers are touched, appointed, and named. Your lips seduce and engage missiles of revolution. You're an exclusion to the myths. You are regal in their myths. You're already honored, and they fear it. So burn, burst out, solidify your pliable bars and break them and replace them with fears encased and launch towards the sky. Open your wings wide enough to stand between trees while leading the other butterflies. Beautiful ruler of the sky, this is how you learn to fly. And peace. Sometimes we tend to put others before ourselves. So busy catering to others that we put our hearts on the shelf. Our passions and goals we seem to ignore and doubting the true reasons of what we were really created for. See, this isn't just a poem with verses to rhyme, but my testimony of my life and the author's true design. See, I was created to be a minister through music, though growing up I thought it was just something cool as I was choosing it. To be a rapper, that was my biggest dream, be the only kid to make it out of Inglewood off of 71st and Green. But no matter how many shows I was a part of, in the back of my mind there was always a lot of doubt of, my true meaning in life, because it seemed that I had it all figured out, right? My rap career started to blossom. I'm climbing from the bottom. Baddest beats, dopest lyrics, damn right, I had them. Music was, has been part of me forever. That is how it seems. Then along came love, and I lost focus on my dream. So busy catering to trying to fulfill someone else's, that when it came to my life, Man, I was just being plain selfish. Set in depression, anger, and aggression, because without my first love, which is music, I was just left standing stressing. My point is, though, this. Before you can stop and help everyone else, you can't love a soul until you love yourself in peace. This is so much the truth, my brother, and I definitely understand the struggle that you just expressed. And I, too, hear voices cry. It's funny that the pain is so diverse. Over the years, the evolution has been stagnant, and as the movement to the revolution is rampant, we'll be so switched that the tide of time flows effortlessly but ever so effectively. The voices have cried out in disbelief and an attempt to recover with still no relief. I'm listening, and I hear the voices cry. Over the years, the solution has been stagnant, while attempts to have been made to mute and fade the cries with propaganda. Constantly we're telling our communities that are in strife, 
They're constantly telling stories of resistance, and while real occurrences are less frequent, but the war cry that they scream has brought a terroristic military-style policing and presence. See, they've been prepared to control our population. You and I understand because we're both from Inglewood. And further, decreased resources. I've witnessed my own beloved friends and family and like family departing homeland in participation in the fight over oil and deceit. All of them have come back dramatically posted in a syndrome of defeat. I mean, just like those who have walked our city streets. I mean, suffering from post-traumatic syndrome, suffering and struggling to eat with a new fear from having a family to feed and with still rising prices. I am still listening, and I hear the voices cry. Over the years, the assistance has been stagnant, while the racing rages of incoming generations come in with more strength and vigilance, newborns coming in with old spirits fearlessly ready to conquer success and challenge. See, sometimes they're being so distracted by painting the art of war, they're forgetting that the ability to create is the real talent, sometimes trapping themselves in a shelter of chaos and havoc with a false sense of entitlement acquiring the wrong as they're trending the gotta have it. Material, not historical or knowledgeable possessions is now the focus and a false sense of reality through mixed message. I mean, mixed messages is created. And now only the sense of definition is that they think that they're declaring it about individuality, but in mixed company, they're blending with the masses. Free marketing for the labels that you know fashionable but empty pockets. Yeah, I said fashionable. But often because it's the fashion that they're seeking, the pockets are often empty. Appearing to be superficial with not a bit, and I mean no substance. I must admit that I'm willing to strive to resolve this, but I stand in need of fellow soldiers who will combat this, opening up a channel and leading to the end of self-destruction. I mean, I'm ready to fight this. I'm hearing the voices cry, and I hope that you do too, because progress has been stagnant. Due to an interruption in the regularly scheduled program of lending a hand, we've been able to offer the witness accounts of sheer madness. Living in the lands of purge-filled mentality, forgetting the industry of film, on occasion presents us a combination of imaginative covering reality, believing that we're so unconscious from the fragmented tears in our community that we'll miss the truth, presented with oxymoronic bold subtleties, because I hear the cries, I am sounding the alarm. It's time we reprogram and debrief the insanity, take advantage to awaken, so that not only the quantity but the quality of life will prolong. I hope you're tired of hearing, because I'm tired of hearing the voices cry, because the progress has been stagnant, and I'm committing to influence change so that we may rightfully assume, acquire, and expand rights and survival. It's time. It's time that we declare our own indiscriminate nation, and that we don't let anyone come in and that's standing with that thumb on top of you and twist turn dictation, challenging others to bring on the embrace of each other, and we're ready to take on the mass spread of desensitization. We're ready to accept the assignment of humanity and protect and love all melanated creation. Yes, all melanated creation. Participating in an epidemic of peace to balance the polarity of life as far as it's been too long uneven. So as we shall rise, our energies elevate to propel us to a more divine state. No longer will the voices cry, no longer will the distress of stagnant exist. Would we become on one accord, one melanie, in one heart, one love, and one light? That's that peace. All right, all right, ladies and gentlemen, that was your host, Steve Brown, here on three-time National Poetry Award-winning POET Radio, Black Ice. Everyone, with the listening ear of my voice, do me a favor, close your eyes for one moment and think of this, what if today was your last day? What would you say and who would you call 
Would you pull out that new Galaxy S7, look at all the contacts inside and call them all, or would there just be a select few? Question is, family, what would you do? Who would be of importance to you this one day? And who would you want to remain by your side these last few hours that you realize? And who haven't you spoken to for years that maybe said something or did something hurtful to you that caused a lot of hurt, pain, and tears? Better yet, Matt Spezia, who would you forgive these last few hours? Could you survive and live with the same resentment bottled up inside of you? Maybe your mother abandoned you. Maybe your father was a deadbeat dad, but for this last day, could you, Dub C's, call him up just to say that I love you? And so, Lay, would it matter to you whether or not your boo was faithful or true? And would the little petty things that you were going through in your relationship mean that much to you if today was your last day? And what about the fortune and fame? The bright lights, thousands screaming and chatting your name, the platinum and gold for what does it profit a man to gain this whole world and lose his soul? What if today was your last day? Would you pray and ask for forgiveness and try to right the wrongs of yesterday? See, the point I'm trying to make is, why wait until you're staring at the casket on the funeral procession? I'm asking everybody on voices behind the pens tonight to count your blessings and clean the slate. Make that phone call today. Say you are love you and find forgiveness in your heart because tomorrow might just be too late. Besides, how can you pray every day and ask for forgiveness when you can't even forgive your own brother, your father, your sister, or even your own mother? Family, look, here's the truth. See, forgiveness ain't meant to benefit him, and forgiveness ain't meant to benefit them, but forgiveness is meant to benefit you. <laughs> I don't think some of y'all listening get it. See, either we're going to practice what we preach, or we're going to be hypocrites. Bring me my flowers while I'm alive. Write me my poems. Do your tribute. Sing me my songs while I'm alive. Family, look, prioritize your life. Matter of fact, do this. Tonight, when you get off voices behind the pen, sit your ass down and write yourself a list. Put it on the refrigerator to remind you of what's important and everything else. Deal with it at your own risk. Because every day at life, we get a second chance to do things right. To experience a little peace, joy, and laughter. And if tonight was truly the last night of your life, then most of the shit that you're complaining about right now really wouldn't even matter. Everyone. Not mean everyone. Within listening ears, my voice. Do me a favor, close your eyes for one moment and think of this. What if today was your last day? That's that piece. Mm. Ladies and gentlemen, your son is currently nominated and three-time National Poetry Award-winning POET Radio. That was our very own CEO and founder, King of Poetry, Black Ice, with What If. Got to leave that right there in your mind. What if? What if? Let's take this over to our phone lines. I see you out there, Washington, New York. I see you in the building, Chicago. Poetry Soul Child, I got you. I got you. Let's go ahead and jump into Missouri real quick. Call the state your name for us and where in Missouri you're calling from. I come from Lake of the Ozarks. 
All right, all right. Peace and love. Thank you for joining us. What's your name, caller? My name is Gemma. Hey, Gemma. Hey, good to hear from you. Yeah, you what too. What you got for us? I'm sorry? What you got for us tonight? Oh, I have a poem titled Shake It. Are you ready? Let's go. All right. I'm tired of modern music telling me to shake it. So I decided I would shake up the message. You see, some of us experience what it really means to shake it. Some of us get it just a bit. Perhaps alcohol deactivates it, or maybe it's simply that no one else will say it, so that's why I'm going to. Next time we put our hands up, next time we shake it, we ought to acknowledge that what we shake might not always be our hips. Maybe the shake attacks our voice as we force it through our lips. Perhaps we fight to suppress the shakes because they're in our legs. And we don't want someone to notice and to think we're not okay, but we might hide inside the bathroom and let the shakes go, closing our eyes and waiting, just hoping that they'll blow by, and by that time we can go on with our lives, but in the meantime, we're stifling a sigh. We can put our hands up, just like the song says, but maybe our hands will get brought up to both sides of our head to cover our ears, to block out the hectic sounds. But the worst possible outcome is what we have found, which is that the terrible things from which we try to hide can't be barricaded by our hands when they're coming from inside. So to the right, to the left, baby, do the anxious dance for all the nervous people who can't keep a steady hand for the stress hive hosts, for the social anxiety kids. It doesn't get any more real and precious than this, so don't let people judge you for the way that you dance. Don't give up on shaky legs and on nervous, clammy hands. We're all just people, and no person is perfect. So no matter what it is we deal with, understand it's really worth it, because someday there will be someone who likes the way you dance, who doesn't mind your quaking legs, who will hold your clammy hand. So if we shake it harder than any party song, if we shake it in our legs, in our voice, in our arms, if we're afraid someone will notice as we shake, quake, shake along, don't believe we don't belong. Or how we dance is somehow wrong. Many people deal with the physical manifestations of anxiety. Just ask your secret admirer across the room who's looking high be. So if we're nervous and we show it, then how about we clap our hands? Clap for all the anxious people. Clap because we understand that if someone seems calm, it's possible they fake it. Please, don't hate it. Let's just shake it till we make it. Thank you. So this is Matt Spezia, and the first thing I want to mention is I got the pleasure of seeing this piece live at the Madrigal in Kansas City, and I was extremely blown away. It was well choreographed. It comes across well. It's well written, and it's insightful, and I just absolutely enjoyed the performance, and I want to thank you again for coming on with us tonight. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Absolutely. So Yes, I agree. This was a really, I love this piece. I love the delivery, the words, the it, way it was written. It was well written and just delivered. I loved it. And it was just like lost in it. So thank you so much for coming on tonight. Please come back again. I want to hear more from you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Deb, please. All right, Deb may have stepped away for just a moment. This is Misconception. Gemma, you were really, really um, unique in the way you delivered that. I definitely felt a little bit of your energy in that piece versus just hearing some words or, you know, hearing a flow. I felt some energy there with that, so I really enjoyed that there. 
and I encourage you to call back in with us all the time. We have six days a week, so I want to hear more from you. Thank you. Yeah. All right. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I believe Dove Seeds is here. Dove Seeds, Dove, 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 yes. give them some feedback. Sorry about that. My phone had went on mute. I didn't realize it. But um, yeah, Jim, I, I really enjoyed that piece. You know, the way you the way you changed it up was real cool. Cause when you first said the title was "Shake It," you know, I thought it was gonna be one of, one of those songs. You know, like just like you said, yeah. the songs in the club. Everybody shake this, shake that, put your hands up. But the way you switched it around and metaphorically changed it. And it was awesome, and I enjoyed it, and I'm glad that you called in, and, hey, love to hear you again. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yes, yes, yes. Black Ice. All right. Black Ice may be on mute, but he is in the building, definitely listening, checking you out. I am here. Gemma, Gemma, Gemma. (laughs) I I really like that piece, Um, but more importantly, I mean, the message was the bomb. You know, and like Dub C said, I like the way you switched it up. You know, um, in the beginning, you sort of introduced shaking. You played on the words. And uh, it's something that I think that everybody can identify with, especially those of us who are a little bit old school <laughs> and uh, looking for more of a substance in uh, modern-day art. I loved it, but I really loved your energy. That's what I love. Is this, is this your first time calling into the show? Uh, yes. Okay, and where are you from? I'm from Lake of the Ozarks in Missouri. Okay, okay. How far is that from um, Kansas City or St. Louis? Uh, that's three hours from both of those places. Oh, wow. So you're like in the middle between the two, huh? Yes. So, okay, cool. Well, listen, uh, get in contact with us, inbox us. I would love to have you one Monday as a special guest host on the show. Oh, sure. That, that would be great. Okay, um, cool. Who invited you on the show tonight? Uh, Matt Spezia did. Okay, well, get in contact with Matt, and Matt will put you in contact with us, and then we will go from there. Fantastic. Ladies and gentlemen, you're tuned in to the three-time National Poetry Award-winning POET Radio. We're looking to make it a four-peat, so please go to thenationalpoetryawards.com and vote for Poet Radio for best radio station in the nation for the fourth year in a row. I know you could do it. I know you could do it. Matt Speech is nominated for Slam Poet of the Year, Slam Organizer of the Year. Poet is nominated for Best Group. Black Ice is nominated for Legendary Award and Troy Poet Lewis Community Service Award. Misconception is nominated for Poet of the Year. We got poets, members, and radio hosts up and down the list nominated for all kind of categories. So go on thenationalpoetryawards.com while you're listening to this show and support the poet family. Misconception, I'm turning it back over to you. Well, I think um, I think she stepped away for a second. So um, let's go ahead and go to the phone lines. Let's see who we have out there, Doug. Carla, who's this? State your name, where you're calling from, and what you got for us tonight. This poetry soul child calling from Chicago. Chicago. This is <laughs> where I am from. Is this W.C.'s uh, relative, cousin? Yes, it is. It is. Yeah. Mm-mm. So we got a family connection on the phone right now. All right, all right. Oh. <laughs> well, so, tell, so tell me, so tell me, Dub, how you guys are related? Actually, his father is my mother's brother. See? 
See, that that would make you guys fathers, huh. my mother, brother. Uh, I was trying yeah. to say first or second. You know what I'm saying? That's what I was looking for. First cousin, second cousin. Yeah, that's my first cousin. So, so we got we we got family ties on the line tonight. Listen, I know you're on your way to um, Monday nights over there with three VM. Talk to me yeah. Mondays. Um, so I'm gonna go ahead and relinquish the line to you. Um, what you got for us tonight? Go ahead and spit that piece. Okay. My life is my poetry. Like my poetry is my life. Said my life is my poetry. Like my poetry is my life. Said my life is my poetry. Yeah. Like my poetry is my life. Said my life is my poetry. Like my poetry is my life. My life is my poetry. Like my poetry is my life. Because I speak life to preach life, and I preach life to teach life, and I teach life to reach life. Because when I reach life, I write life. Because all I write about is my life. Because my life is good. So good, like soul food on Sundays. Because Sundays are my fun days. My fun days with my God, each of the East Sundays. So I can spit my poetry. Because my poetry is like poetry. Because I use it like music. Music that comes from a melody from heaven. So I can spit my poetry over my music. So I can speak life about my life. Living smart and creative as a poet on fire who desires to go higher because I'm living my life like it's golden. So golden like Talk to Me Mondays, Roll Sife, and Hot Sauce Poetry because I'm a poet living my life, not wasting my life because why waste my life if God bless me to see like each and every day in my life so I can see with new eyes and hear with new ears and cut loose my stubborn seven tongue, give articulate praise into his name. So I can walk by faith and not by sight. So I can speak life to another life. And that's why my life is my poetry. Like my poetry is my life. My life is my poetry. Like my poetry is my life. So my life is my poetry. Like my poetry is my life. Send my life is my poetry. Yeah. Like my poetry is my life. Send my life is my poetry. Like my poetry is my life. Thank you, I'm Poetry Soul Child. One, I like the pairing of the name with the piece. I think it fit very well. Like, just your, in general, stage name very much so was lived up to that. I loved the ending and the outro to that and how soulful it was, leading into um, very illiterate poetry there. Like, you kept going to that life, like I'm moving through life type thing. And it was very, like, repetitive, but it changed meaning each time. So it felt like a new note moving to a new chord. And it just, it was very progressive in how you moved through your message there. And then ended with a very soulful note. So I enjoyed the different tonalities you kept in that piece. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Definitely. So let's... 
I'm always a pleasure hearing that piece from you. It's always like it's always like a poetry, poetic um revival. It's reminding you why you hate poetry and what it is, why you put it all into it. So I always appreciate hearing that piece and hearing your voice. So thank you for for sharing that, sharing with us tonight and coming on. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Oh, welcome, Duffy. All right, all right. Poetry soul child. Where do I start? Because <laughs> it is it is such it is such an honor to listen to you. Because I remember when you first started, the very first time that I saw you on a picture with Ice, I was I was just like I couldn't stop smiling because I knew that if I saw you standing beside him, that something good was going to become a poetry soul child. And just just to listen to your advancement. The way you you matured in in the poetry, it's really a blessing, man. And and I can you know, I'm gonna just say this to be honest. I see the voice carried on, you know, down the line. So um, I'm proud of that. <laughs> I'm proud of that. Thank you, man. I really appreciate that so much. Right, cool misconception. What he said. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I always enjoy your poetry soul, child, because, you know, when I see you face-to-face, you're smiling. When I hear you on the phone, you're smiling. Like, your voice is smiling. Your vocals are smiling. So, you know, I always hear that and get that light energy from you. So I definitely appreciate your presence, and thank you so much for always bringing that. Thank you. Thank you so much, Miss Conception. Yes. I really appreciate that as well. Yes, you are so welcome. Black guys. Yes. Um, you know, when I hear my little bro get on here and do his thing and when I see his picture on flyers, um, I'm proud of him because I know that this is a humble brother and he has a very good spirit at heart. Um, I've never heard his name circulated in any drama or anything like that. You know, he stays in his own lane. And he really generally has a heart for um, helping people, you know, and to um, – give his give his gift um to the people and he's blessed with that and he's going to go a far way just because of that alone so brother i love you i appreciate you i thank you um and um i'm always watching you don't ever think that i'm not watching you i'm always watching poetry soul child you know whether you see me watching you or, or hear from me i'm always watching you and i'm proud to see what i see coming from your brand Thank you so much, Black Ice. I really appreciate that so much, man. I really love you, too. <laughs> Thank you, bro. All right, all right. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Poetry Soul Child. We're going to keep this thing moving and scoot on over to bring in Brother O. I'm very on Brother O in the building. It's time to start Hello, Mr. Church. How you doing? I am very well. Thank you so much for being in the building again, Brother O. Tell the people who you with. Uh, good evening, those who are listening live to us on Voices Beyond the Pen. This is the Liver Medical Professor Poetry for the old calling in. Let me give the POE organization from the state of Indiana. Yes, sir. This is my brother, y'all. Brother, oh, what you got for the people? This is called Be Courageous and strong in the midst of storm. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid and terrified because of them. 
the Lord your God goes with you, and he will never leave you nor forsake you. Deuteronomy 31 and 6. You know, brothers and sisters, I've been going through some storms recently. Seems like if it ain't one thing, it's another thing going on. God, I just want these storms to pass over me. Two weeks ago, lost my cousin Tanya in Colorado due to complications of multiple sclerosis. And last week, I discovered that Cousin Aretha was brutally murdered in the city of Gary. At the same, on the same month, July 2016. Try not to cry. People say that I'm the life of the party because I tell a joke or two. Although I might be laughing and smiling right now, even inside I'm hurting and blue. So take a good look at my face. You see my smile looks out of place. If you look closer, these are the traits that track to my tears. Don't feel like getting up sometimes to endure this storm. I'm physically, spiritually, and emotionally drained. Seems like the rain keeps on pouring down and showing no signs of stopping. Hard for me to concentrate and keep my mind occupied during these very difficult times. I want to be by myself. Emotions running high in my mind between happiness and sadness. Managing the best I can while enduring this great storm of mine. Need to be strong and courageous during this time. Making it one day at a time. I know God is going to pull me through and bring me out of this storm. <clears throat> Standing upon the living word of God. Trusting in the Lord and not leading them on understanding. Encouraging myself to smile in the midst of the storm, motivating myself to see the rainbows and sun and sunshine at the end of the storm. I know things for myself that things will turn around for the better and all things will be well. So I'm enduring this test to face as a true soldier. Still going strong in the midst of my storm, staying upon the path of the greatness. For the race is not given to the strongest swift, it's given to those who endure the test, trials, and tribulation that life throws at us. And I'm determined to finish my course. While I'm still going through this storm, I'm counting it all joy. Thanking God for another day to be alive and breathing for what I have left. The brother O's been through hell these past two weeks. Yet at the end of the day, like a true champion, I'm still standing. I remember what Rocky told his son in Rocky Balboa. It ain't how hard you hit, it's how hard you get hit and keep moving forward. It's how much you can endure and keep moving forward. Remember what my pastor taught me about handling the storms of life. God is no respecter of person. It rains on the just as well as the unjust. Maybe life's a rain will fall. You will have some storms, tornadoes, hurricanes, 
Right chrome and tsunami still occur in your life. Spite of it all, tough times don't last always. Tough people do. My dear brothers and sisters, I know that some of you out there are going through some storms right now. And you, you may feel like God is not by your side while you're going through. Or you get discouraged and depressed to the point that you can't see your way through the storm. May have just experienced a death of a friend or family member. May you have uh, affliction or illness. Mm-hmm. May be dealing with wayward children, dealing with the loss of a job, or just enjoying any other situation that is beyond your control. So, Brother Owen encourages you to turn to the book of Joshua and read chapters 1 and verse 9. My sons and daughters, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. The Lord your God will always be with you wherever you go. That's that peace. Wow. Um, Brother O, I am always impressed with you and the breath that you can put into your work. You cover such a wide range of topics, but you keep it centered. Like it's very scholarly how you present your work and how you sculpt your work, and you can always appreciate the intelligence that you put into it. And that's why I love you calling in. It's always an enlightening poem that you delivered. Uh, thanks, brother Matt. Appreciate it. Absolutely, brother uh, Sole. Yes, uh, brother Old, a professor, always. I love. I really love this piece. Thank you for showing us one this week. I, I when you had the Rocky reference, I actually saw that this week. I was thinking about that, and I'm I'm happy you mentioned that again. It's just like, you know, just adding that, and you know, just you know, speaking on the struggles and how you overcome that, and how you use that to prepare yourself for, and, and it's just you know, a reminder, um, a lesson like you know, all the things we go through, and it's supposed to strengthen us after we get through it. So thank you for always um, sharing your knowledge and wisdom for your poetry unapologetically each and every week. Thank you so much. Uh, thanks, Mr. Boy. I appreciate it. I appreciate your good thoughts. You're welcome. Dubsies? Brother O, brother O. People say I'm the life of the party cause I tell I like the way you implicated that in there, and it fit right in what you were saying, bro. It really did. Every time I hear you speak, man, I just sit back and I kind of close my eyes because it's almost like somebody like telling me a story. And that's basically that's the that's the that's the fascination that I got with you. Every piece that you that you spit is always like a story. I can understand every word, and I get I get a I get like a visual of everything you're saying, and the way you implicated that in there, you know, that really kind of set me back. I'm like, okay, you know, brother, old going old school on us right there. So, you know, I enjoyed that piece as always, brother. Oh, it's always a pleasure to hear you when you drop a piece like that. I appreciate, it, brother. All right, misconception. Absolutely, brother. Oh, I definitely appreciate when you come through and uh, share your work with us. It's always a lesson in there somehow. It's always right on time. You always say something that just fits, 
you know, either the moment or the week or the week before. You know, it's right in there. It always hits a note or a point with, with, with something. So, you know, I always appreciate you coming through and just your timing and, you know, your message. Everything that you bring to the table is always quite on point. And, folks, real quick, I want to sneak a message in. I did tell you I was going to tell you later on what's going on. We mentioned August 24th. Brother O is actually going to be one of the features at Missouri Nightclub here in Dalton, Illinois. So I am excited for Brother O. I am excited to have him on. I'll be hosting that evening. And uh, Mr. Shai Pullishan, we just had a, a good, I mean, a really, really good time the last couple rounds. So this one is going to be as phenomenal, if not better. And I am excited that my brother, Brother O, the professor of poetry, is going to be in the building. <laughs> so look out for that. Make sure you get out in the building. Admissions $10 again. That is at Missouri Nightclub. Some of you know it as the Old Secrets if you're from the area. And um, that's just the south suburb of Chicago. So if you're in the area or coming to Chicago around the 24th, you might be coming in a week early before the National Poetry Awards, make sure you get out there in the building with us. But I'll go ahead and keep this thing moving. And um, I know we got a whole lot of folks out there. I am going to scoot over to our very next caller. I see you in the building, Washington. I see you out there, Ohio, Kansas. I see you out there. I see you out there. looks like we still got our sister Benita all set in the building. I want to go ahead and keep this thing going. Um, Black Ice, I don't know which one is Texas. I do apologize. So I'm going to go ahead and swing in this uh, Ohio caller real quick, and then we'll go ahead and get our Texas caller. Caller, state your name for us, and what part of Ohio are you calling from? This G, Dayton, Ohio. Hey. How y'all doing tonight? What's going on, G? How you doing? <laughs> hey, living life, baby, living life. <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's up, ladies and gentlemen. G has a special guest out here with us a couple of times, hung out in the building with the team, been a part of the crew. So what you got for us today, G? Uh, just a little piece I've been working on. I'm still kind of working on it, but, hey, I'm going to go hit it. Been, been wanting to say it anyway, so. Going to try it on y'all. It's called uh, What They Start From. Ever since there was a call, only by black, this is the new soundtrack. It would be nice, but there's not enough black to cover this or to cover that. It's too high. It's too small. Attitude's bad. I've heard it all. Funny thing is, I heard the same last week. Lines long, attitude's bad, customer service, sorry. They didn't even speak. But I'm interested in knowing why we walk away from our own when the big business was the same, proof positive, it's shown. So many times being accused of theft, close out their doors, close out their stores, and her hood moves up and left. But Mom and Pop Jackson stood at the corner on the right, up before dawn, down to the sky's twinkle light, giving credit and often taking a loss, trying to stay afloat paying the cost to be the boss. But we complain because their comment is two seventy five. We can get it at Big Biz for $1.99. But by the time you burn that gas, your hood store would have been just fine. I'm asking this last question, albeit may sound kind of dumb, but can y'all please tell OG where they started from? I'm going to leave you with my answer. Y'all give me feedback. I believe they too were once small businesses in someone's mental track. 
Then they kept buying products, got their customer space a little bigger, got to a point where they clocked major figures, reinvested and researched and bought another store, replicated the first one, then they opened up three more. So why is it so unbelievable in 2016 that our Saudi folks couldn't replicate the same damn thing? Excuses are nothingness that takes up space. We've been told we're nothing for too long. We need to change the game post-haste. Our mentality must change. Pinch ourselves from being numb. Ask that question again. Where they start from. That's that piece. Yeah, I extremely enjoyed that piece. I appreciate you coming on here and experimenting that with us. I think personally trying that on, it fit extremely well. I might take it out of the store. Um, and I love the B.B. King reference into some really humanizing lines to lead to your outro. I, I really like stylistically how that worked. Like you went to a really common point of reference, so it brings in a wide audience. You led to some humanizing lines that really drew you into the piece, and then you ended on a very strong outro. So I like that stylistically and the sound of it. Okay, thank you. So much. Yes, thank you for sharing that piece. I love how you took us on that journey and um, just took us and took me there. Like it felt just like present. So I, I, I really like love that how you captured um, captured. Uh, I can't speak anyone else, but for me, I felt captured and like present in the poetry. So thank you so much for sharing with us tonight. Appreciate it. You're welcome, Gupsies. All right, all right. I gotta say, um, first of all, you know that piece was that that, that was a very very intriguing piece, you know. Um, I enjoyed it, and the message is loud and clear. You know, the question that you asked, you know, just like I've heard, I've heard a lot of people say that. You know, man, you know, we gotta, we gotta help. We gotta, how they said, we have to um, support our black businesses. You know, and that's basically in a metaphoric, in a metaphoric meaning. That's kind of what it, what it put me in mind of. You know how we go and shop Arab stores and shop this stores, but we don't have many black stores, you know, why can't we, why can't we play copycat? They say, if you're going to play follow the leader, follow a leader that's going to show you something positive. And that piece that you did, you know, if we follow certain protocols, you know, we can build and build and too. We don't have to have just a small place. We can build something bigger and let it grow and then make another one and, you know, just just down the line down. So basically, all in all, you know, I enjoyed the piece. Your delivery was nice. So that was one hell of an experience. Well, thank you. That's conception. Absolutely, G. Definitely enjoyed that piece. Um, a bunch of the same questions and observations that, I've had, and, you know, like you said right before you started, been wanting to say this for a while now, you know, kind of thing. Thank you for saying that for several of us. You know, I've been like, why can't we, you know, or why haven't we, and not even why haven't we, but why don't we do it again? Because there was a point in time where we didn't have those things. There was a time where we were able to copycat that and we, you know, observe what we needed and we had those things. And that was Black Wall Street, okay, just because it was gone you know, and destroy it, you know, in one place, it does not mean that we do not pick up that trend, take that portion of history that says it can happen and reinstate that and then reinstill it in our young people so that it begins to, you know, be duplicated. So I'm with you. Thank you so much for saying that. I am really glad that you brought those points out there. You know, you said still working on it, but it says it. It's already there. Thank you much. Absolutely, absolutely. Black Ice? 
All right, Black Ice is in the building. Just checking us out, listening in the wings. So I'm going to go ahead and thank you so much for stopping through, G. I appreciate you sharing that piece with us. I'm going to go ahead and swing this thing over. Caller, state your name and where you're calling from. Hey, calling from Chicago. This is Cora White. Cora White. <laughs> That's what he meant. <laughs> I'm like a fourth white chicken. Okay, got you. Sorry about that. Cora White, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing good, enjoying all the poetry. Good, good. I got to ask you, where does Cora White come from? I just need to know. <laughs> um, <laughs> My grandfather is white. Okay. So, you know, Cora White. Got it, got it. All right, all right. Because I'm like, okay, it must be because it's like that a little late dinner hour for me. I was going totally the different way with it. The other day I thought it that way. So, all right, thank you, baby, for the explanation. What you got for us tonight? Uh, I have a short story, not a poem. Okay. And it's called Quarter White. All right. I'm excited. Come on. Okay. Green eyes, light brown hair, light skin. He's definitely mixed probably half. The comet was followed by the loud smack of gum. The girl twirled her weave around her finger, that good weave, that Indian rimy soft weave. She looked back at the guy like he was the piece of meat that she really wanted to put on her plate and said to her friend, he's cute, but you know, them light-skinned boys be all uppity, girl. I don't want to mess with that. Her friend giggled at the comment, and I, sitting behind them, looked down at my hands. I noticed my own pale hands. So pale, I can see the blue veins that hold my blood. If I were to press my thumb to the back of my hand and release it, the skin would turn right, then red, as the blood flowed back into place. Uppity and light skin. Two words that I seem to hear a lot of the time. Two words that seem to be glued together so tightly. I remember the first time that my identity was questioned. I was eight. It was a second grade art class. We were all second graders passed into the small yellow room. Forty kids. Four at each table. Across from me sits this girl that I will never forget for the rest of my life. Her name was Tatiana. She had the most beautiful, dark chocolate brown skin. Her hair in two perfectly combed pigtail braids. Our assignment that day happened to be drawing ourselves. I decided to pick the tan crayon and decided to color in my own stick figure with this nice, beautiful, tan, creamy crayon. Tatiana, who has decided she wanted to not do her own work and look at me the whole entire time, grabs my paper, holds it up to the whole entire class to see, and like only a child that doesn't really know any better, says to everybody in the classroom, this is not what you look like. She goes into the crayon box and fishes out the white crayon, then holds it up to my drawing and says, you're not black, you're white. 
from that point on, Tatiana decided she had to make me know that I was not black. While I can only count on one hand the times that she had decided to write Mexican across all my handouts or point at every picture in the textbooks and say, that's you, Rajanae, when she pointed at white pictures. Our classmates decided that they wanted to follow in her reign. She was the toughest, the baddest, the cutest girl in our classroom. And they decided not to get on Tatiana's bad side to also join into her tournament of me. Now, ironically, a year later, I decided I ended up transferring to a Mexican school. And I really just wanted to go find Tatiana and tell her, you know, the Mexicans didn't welcome me back. They told me that I was black. But I know that there's never been any debate about my ethnicity. I am black. My father is black. My mom is black. My grandmother is black. But my grandfather's blood, the one-fourth of his blood in me, prevented a huge amount of my peers from wanting to label me as black. Not when my lips were big and my nostrils wide, not when my hair was curly and nappy. They could only look at me and see how light my skin was. I couldn't be black. I had to be mixed. The summer before college, I had two girls that I worked with tell me I did not have the same problems that she did because I wasn't black enough to have black problems. Mm. Now, this is coming from two girls that lived on the north side, went to a white school, hung out with mostly white people, were scared to come to the south side, and talked like valley girls, you know, like, you're not black enough to be black. And they were proud of being this way. All these instances just left me with so many questions. Well, then, what made someone black? Did I have to hate all white people, including my grandfather? Did I have to carry black group science and a giant African flag waving it around frantically as I recited slave spirituals, demanding the white man be punished for his crimes? Chanting things like, white is wrong, black is right, y'all bitches don't understand the fight. What makes people black? That's it. So, yeah, I think that that was an interesting piece, and especially the bravery that you put into that, because I know that was very personal to write that, and I know pieces that are that personal can sometimes be very difficult, but it's also a finding an identity piece, and I think that's why it comes across as you're reading it with an air of confidence behind it, because you have written this, and you've gone through that mental aligning of who are you, and I think that was not only brave to do, but also insightful, and I think that'll speak to a lot of people. So I commend you for writing that piece tonight. Thank you. Absolutely, Miss Olay. Yes, I agree. I um, that that was a very profound, personal, um, like short story, and I think that's important 
to continue um, performing and expressing. But I feel like a lot of people can relate to that and bridge the gap with our, you know, with our race relations and identity. And I encourage you to continue performing and expressing this. It's a really important, important piece. And I, I, I enjoy your expression. It was really um, it was captivating and, and, and raw. So thank you so much for your bravery and sharing with us tonight. And please do come back on again. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Double C's. All right, all right. I must. I gotta say, um, I can I understand that piece you wrote. You sound like you know some straight from the heart, and due to the fact that I'm 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 out here a lot, you know, and 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 what's called diversified um, neighborhoods, you know, white mixed, whites, blacks, you know, everything, all in one pot. So I see that a lot. Well, a lot of times, you know, you may have white kids tell another child, you're not white, you're not black, you just hang with the black people, but you're still white, don't forget it, you know. So I've you know, even coming up in school, I've seen exactly what you just said in that piece. And then, you know, it's sometimes, you know, you have, to, you have to prove that, oh, I'm black, you know, it's just, you know, it's a bunch of nonsense. But all in all, I like the piece, I enjoyed it. And there's nothing better than a heart, something from the heart. When it's from the heart, you can't deny it. So I enjoyed that piece and looking forward to hearing you again. Yes, 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 absolutely. Carter White, this is this confession. I truly enjoyed that piece. Being multicultural myself, baby, you did it. I promise you. It's just like, you know, the expectation is this and then the expectation is that and then the response is this and the response is that. And, you know, it's like, well, so what are you expecting me to do? You know, what do you want me to do today? So, you know, I definitely felt the energy that you had in that piece and really enjoy you sharing that. So thank you so much. And from a multicultural perspective right with you, thank you for sharing that. Uh, Black Eyes? Well, first of all, ladies and gentlemen who are watching via Facebook Live, you're tuned in to the three-time National Poetry Award winning P-O-E-T Radio uh, hey. Voices Behind the Pens, ladies and gentlemen. You just heard um, Quarter White right there. The reason why I named her Quarter White is because her mother is half white. Um, and, um, you know, she's her mother's daughter. Um, her mother is none other than the amazing, the incredible, the beautiful, the gifted, the talented Benita Allset, who hosts Conscious Thoughts Thursdays here on POET Radio every Thursday night from 8.30 p.m. to 9.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. So make sure you listen to her mom this Thursday. But We've actually got her on the line as well. Yes, we do. And I do want to definitely hear feedback from her after I am done. I love you, Quarter White. Your uncle, Black Ice, loves you. Um, that piece that you just recited was everything to me. There are a lot of adults. See, once you join the poet organization, one of the things that we give you as a homework assignment is to write your testimony. And a lot of poet members have not been able to be real and honest enough with themselves and be vulnerable with themselves enough to actually write down their testimony. That right there coming from someone who's the granddaughter of a black grandmother and a white grandfather on your mom's side, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's, it's just, you know, we don't get to hear that a lot from children who have, um, quote, unquote, mixed blood. 
we don't get to hear that perspective a, a lot. So with you being the one who actually experienced this and went through this, and you were brave enough to tell your story that you were not accepted by the black kids in your school as black. You were not um, accepted, apparently, by the white kids as white. And so, you know, there's been this identity crisis that um, you have had to deal with, not from your personal perspective, but from the world around you um, that you've had to deal with. The Mexican kids said, hey, you're black. You know, so here it is. Another nationality is telling you you're black. Your own nationality is telling you that you're not black. And I know that that must have been a frustrating thing at times. And even you went to the detail of picking out the crayon to draw yourself with. And I remember being in school and um, having to draw white people in school. I would always pick out the peach crayon color. And I would always pick out the brown crayon color to draw black people. And so all those things that you spoke about in your poem brought back all those things to my remembrance. And I want to say that I am so proud of you for calling in to tonight's show, Voices Behind the Pens, to tell us your story. And your story is the story of many people who are the children of black and white parents or black parents and parents of another nationality or even grandchildren of um, grandparents who are of two different nationalities. So I thank you so much. Your uncle, Black Ice, loves you, and uh, I'm proud of you. Thank you. Let's go ahead and, and, and find out what her mom thought about that. You must be very proud over there. Benita Arset, talk to me. You're alive on Voices Behind the Pins. Hi, how's everybody doing? Hey, I am, she's love. I see she read it she read part of it to me before, but I didn't really feel the full impact of it until like, I heard it coming through my speakers in the car as I'm moving around going to collect my son. So I thought it was like it it was it's like you could actually picture it, you know. Yeah. Every every line that she wrote I'm I'm picturing the whole thing. Like, I'm seeing her sit in the classroom and this little girl with the pigtails who's just so gorgeous but so unknowing, like she said, as only a child would say, you know. But just everything about the whole story just really kind of had me like, damn. But, you know, being <laughs> as light as I am, I completely understand where she was coming from. I had similar experiences, like, you know, but the, but the but the big difference between me and her is when I grew up in Chicago, all the black there was there was black there was always a black person to call me white, and then there was always mm-hmm. a black person to advocate and defend me. Like, mm-hmm. me, she ain't black. She's just like she ain't white. She's just a light skinned black person, and you don't know how much that is. that was powerful, helpful. And so, if my daughter had to go through life and she didn't have anybody other than me constantly celebrating, accepting, and um, helping her to accept, you know, or to know you black, you black, you black. So you you hearing it at home, and and her father's walking her to school every day, volunteering school. I I didn't even know she was going. Mm-hmm. And that's the power of poetry, um, being able to. Um, all kinds of secrets on this show. 
to me. (laughs) That's the power of poetry, though, being able to get out of people what they normally wouldn't say to people in public, but they'll they'll write about it, and they'll share it through creative expression. So that's the power of poetry. That's why we go into these schools. And it's healing. That's right. It's healing. I think she can, if she continues to go on this path, I think it could be healing for her. And also, um, I think she sounds really good, like pausing in the right places, yeah. you know. So um, I, 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 I felt it. I enjoyed it. I celebrated with her and was sad with her all at the same time. So that's how I felt about it. Well, thank you so much for that comment, ladies and gentlemen. Again, those who are tuned in Facebook Live and here on TalkShoe.com, you're listening to uh, the three-time National Poetry Award-winning POET Radio's Voices Behind the Pins. Uh, we're going to ask everybody on Facebook Live to share this video right now. Go to the bottom left corner of your screen and share this video right now. Those of you all who are on Facebook, share this video right now. We are live every Monday night from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Central Standard Time. The number is right up there. So if you're a poet, if you're a poetry lover, you want to call in, you want to join this show, share your piece so that the whole world can hear this or hear your words, then call in to that number right above this video post so we can get you on. I'm going to go ahead and turn it right back over um, to Misconception. Who do we have next, Misconception? Absolutely. Oh, oh, you know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Before I go to you. Yes. There was something that I have to correct that was said before Quarter White came on. Okay. Um, it was said that black people need to um, copycat or repeat what a lot of other people do that come into our community as far as the businesses are concerned, positive things. Well, let me just make a little bit of correction right there. There is nothing on this earth that white folks have done, that Hispanic folks have done, or folks from any other nationality have done that they have not gotten from black folks. So we wouldn't be copying off of anybody. They have already copied off of us. When you get a chance, go get a book called The Stolen Legacy by George G.M. James of how the Europeans came into Egypt and they modernized all of their modern-day buildings and their courtrooms and law and astrology and mathematics and science, they all got it from black folks out of the continent of Africa, brothers and sisters. So never say that black people are copying off of anyone from another nationality, but because before they were, we already existed. Before they had created any type of empires or any type of buildings or anything of that sort, they came and learned it from the master builders in Egypt, brothers and sisters. And who built Egypt? It was Israelites, black Hebrew Israelites. So I just wanted to make that correction. We wouldn't be repeating what we see other people doing because they have already gotten it from us. We would just be going back to what we were naturally uh, what we naturally were before we before we went into our fallen state through the transatlantic slave trade. So I wanted to make that plain, and I wanted to make that clear. It's not a um, color thing for me. It's just a historical thing, knowing who you are, um, your position in, in in history, and where things came from. And if you want to check the record, just go ahead and do your research. On Google, everything is there for you to research. So I just wanted to state that. Um, I'm turning back over to you, Ms. Conception. 
Absolutely. Thank you so much, Black Eyes, for that reference. Let's go ahead and keep this thing moving. We are tuning to Washington, D.C. And for those of you who have just tuned in, either on the phone in our chat room or on Facebook Live, you're tuned in to Three Time National Poetry Award winning PLET Radio Voices Behind the Pins. We're going to Washington. Call us, state your name for us. And we'll hey, good about- evening. Misconceptions of Seth Washington. Hey. How are you? That's <laughs> not just who that is when I hear that voice. What's going on, Seth? Good to hear from you tonight. Uh, good to be here. Thank you. Um, so far, so good. It's a beautiful day. Great, great start to the work week, and um, good to be here this evening here in all this beautiful art. That's what's up. That's what's up. You've been hanging out most of the show, so I know you've been taking all the energy in. What you got for us tonight? Well, uh, I would like to share a few poetic words about music. Let's go. A one, two. A one, two, three, and... We come to the studio with cases of intention. The invention of music is why we do this. Bass clef treble, next verse chorus. The bridge is slippery when wet. Safely now inside the pocket. Safely now inside the pocket. Safely now inside the pocket. This one's a hit. And now we'll be favored by a solo. Not just any solo. This one might ring with pretty shades of Leontine and warm tones of Luther with a slice of Simone and a side of Eckstein. And since we're standing at this pulpit, perhaps it would be fit that this solo rings with the essence of Handel, the spirit of Mahalia, some Cleveland like James, and a bit of Hawkins named Tremaine. And now, and now, and now we'll be favored by a solo a spiritually romantic vibe, harmonizing something old, something new, something borrowed, something blue, a Gregorian, Kirk Franklin, country western, Lady Day musical stew, reminding us of AM, FM, iPods, and even days before electricity when hand claps, foot stomps, the Moorish guitar were cool like that. And the drum played the unplugged matrimonial soundtrack. Yes. We'll be favored by a solo, and it will do what solos do. Scaling emotional mountains, traversing heartfelt valleys, with lyrical illustrations of hard facts and the unyielding laws of love. At once and at last, a solo giving way to a chorus of sweet affirmations even through the last refrain when we silently recommit to the pursuit of love, our final destination. And now, music, music, music. The music was my first. Way back when, transistor to my ear, rock and roll anthems on AM dials, Piano lessons, piano teachers, introducing the classics. It's Bach, Beethoven, Joplin, first name, Scott. Church choir rehearsals, gospel music, let the positive imprint. School band was cool, still got my trumpet, though now it's on display, not so much for play. And and there were these two girls, and... And there were these two girls around the way, always knowing all the words. 
My first introduction into the power of the, my first introduction into the power of the lyric. I mean, every song on the R&B soul album, it was something. How they were hyped about it, it's kind of nice reflecting. Music, music, music. Dedicated to the music makers as well as the music lovers. Peace. Thank you. Wow. Man, I loved that right there. That tickled every single one of my audiophilia bones right there. The references were just on point. The way you moved through it, it kind of had that upbeat bounce to it. At times, it sounded like a commercial, which is great, especially how the music industry is anymore. Like, I loved that. That was that was a fun piece, and it still had a lot of content to it. So I commend you on that, man. Matt, thank you very much, sir. Absolutely. So, like? Yeah. I think I was mute. Sorry. Thank you for sharing that piece. I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. And I got um, nostalgic thinking about, like, all, you know, your first, your first musical moments and, and just learning. And I just, and for me, it's brought me back to my own musical journey, like, for music theory and, um, history and playing the piano and clarinet, like all these, all these like little moments, and then you know, the, you know, life of the, you know, the hearing the AM down, the FM down, like all these like little moments of me taking me there. So I really enjoyed that. I, I like teasing. So thank you for sharing that piece. And please come back again next week. I love your delivery and um, your flow. It was, it was, it was a treat to hear. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome, and thank you very much, Soleil. You're welcome, Dusty. All right, all right. I, I I have to say, man, that was in, it was it was it was hot. It was like a musical trip going back. In, you you took us through history with music, sure, and yeah. and the fact that that the, some of some of the names, some of the things that came out, it was just it was one of those moments where you sit back, shut your eyes, and just listen to the words and envision everything that's being said. And it was like open up a history book, and and like I have to agree with Matt. It sounded like a commercial, but one of those commercials that you don't want to change the channel from. So I really enjoyed that piece, and I'm all I'm a hey, I'm 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 about to become a fan. So let's, uh, much you respect, Dubsy. Thank you, sir. All right, misconception. Yes, yes, yes. I enjoyed you so much, Seth. I always do because you got such a rhythm and formation in your voice when you deliver to us. So I'm always excited to kind of hear where are you going on the journey, where are you taking us to. Um, you always make sure that you do make a musical reference, not only in your tonation and in your diction, but also in your actual, you know, real live references. You went Jermaine Hawkins, and I was like, dang, Walter Hawkins going up yonder. Like, I started, you know, doing the songs in my head and all of that. So, you know, anytime you can take me on that journey, I really can always appreciate, you know, pieces of that nature. So thank you so much, Seth. I appreciate you. I'm going to look forward again to hearing from you more and more. Misconception, I appreciate you too. Thank you very much. You are so welcome. You're so welcome. All right, I'll pass it over to you, Black Ice. That's just a smooth brother all the way around. Even when he not oh, right. po- even when he not doing poetry, he sounds like he just smooth. <laughs> you know. Uh, <laughs> you know, he does. You know this, this brother right here is a throwback. You know, uh mm-hmm. you know how you say you got an old soul. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, this brother right here. I really like that because when people are not knowledgeable of the historical aspect of certain genres of music, um, poems like that takes them, like Dub C said, on a journey to kind of mm-hmm. learn about um, maybe what they're not knowledgeable of. And you did a very good job in connecting spoken word uh, to that era of music, yeah. you know. Um, you, you did a good job, man, and you delivered it well. We appreciate that. Thank you very much, Black Eyes. I appreciate your commentary as well as the whole team, man. It's very elevating, and, um, you know, the encouragement is uh, very well received, so I do appreciate you. And get up, get up with me, brother. You got a good radio voice, so, you know, uh, we got to get you on doing some hosting also as well with us, so inbox me, my brother. Will do. Thank you, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, you're tuned in to the three-time National Poetry Award-winning POET Radio Voices Behind the Pens. We're asking everybody out there to go to the NationalPoetryAwards.com website and vote for the POET members that are nominated for um, different National Poetry Awards. Um, just to go through a list of um, who's nominated for what, um, and the National Poetry Awards. First, we got Matt Spezia, who's nominated for Slam Poet of the Year. He's one of our hosts here on POET Radio. He's also nominated for um, Slam Poet of the Year, also as well. Um, then we got Misconception, who's nominated for Poetry of the Year, National Poetry Awards. And then we have Poetry Johnson, who's nominated for International Poet of the Year. We have Mahogany Brown um, nominated for Host um, of the Year. And y'all know I'm going to forget some people. We got Strawberry Taylor nominated for Erotic Poet of the Year. We have Black Black Ice nominated for Legendary Award and Troy Poet Lewis Community Service Award. We have Poet Radio nominated for Best Radio. We have Poet nominated for Best Group. And who did I miss, Misconception? Kenyatta, the Lyrical Lioness, nominated for Best Video. Kenyatta, the Lyrical Lioness, nominated for Best Video. I'm doing and good did you get King Flair? I'm, I'm doing good for old man. And then none <laughs> other, we have the newcomer to the building. We have Ricky Ruff or um, King Flair, who's nominated for Best New Up-and-Coming Poet of the Year. So all of our nominations are on our website, iampoet.org. So we're going to put that in both of the live threads. Um, This show is syndicated tonight, so we are live on both Black ISIS pages, um, one and two, and all of the group pages that I belong to as far as poetry also as well. So I'm going to put that in um, in the thread. So you guys can go to our website and... Get that list of poets that I just gave you um, to to vote for all of us for thenationalpoetryawards.com. So we're going to go ahead and turn it back over to Misconception. Let's keep this thing moving on. Are we, are we going to do a speed round tonight or no? We are going to do a speed round. In I fact, I was going to call a phone round. right now. Yes. Let's do it. All right. We're going to go ahead and swing in. We're going to bring New York flavor in first for the speed round. Call a state your name for us. This is Sue from Buffalo, New York. All right, all right. You are going to be very first in our speed round. And you said smooth? Smooth. Like Susie. Like S-O-O-L, yeah. It's just short for my middle name, Rasul. Smooth. 
Okay, I got it. Sewell. Sewell from New York. Right, right. You're going to be first in our speed round. All right, and let's go to Chicago and bring in Chicago. State your name for us, caller. Chicago, that was you. If you heard, you are unmuted. If you're just listening, let us know. All right, I'm going to go ahead and come back to that Chicago caller. They may have stepped away. Let's go ahead and bring Kansas in. Kansas, state your name for us. Hello. Yes, you are live on VOET Radio. State your name. My name is Noah. All right, Noah, you are going to go second in our speed round. Speed round means there's going to be no introductions, nothing to explain the piece. Just go right on into it and get it in. Let us hear what you got going. All right, so we're going to have Sewell first. Noah, you're going to go second. Let's go ahead and grab another Chicago caller. Chi-Chi. All right, Chi-Chi. What's up, sister? All right, Chi-Chi, you're going to go third in our speed round. So what we're going to do is we're going to have Sewell first. Actually, let's go ahead and break up that male energy a little bit. Chi-Chi, I'm going to have you go second, and then Noah, you'll go third. So that will be Sewell, Chi-Chi, and then Noah. So no introductions, no explanation of your piece. When you're done, say NT so the person behind you knows to go ahead and follow you up. So we'll go ahead and kick us off. Okay. When I say I have a black heart, I'm not saying that I'm cold or evil. What I mean is I have love for my people, black love. We don't see enough of. But you have to understand I was never prior to play it for over 400 years of our history. Black L-O-V-E has not been easy. It must have been difficult to get attached when at any given moment your loved one could get snatched. We was degraded. Our women was raped and even some of our men. I mean, it was sadistic. When trying to decide what to do, they must have been conflicted. Protect your family or try to survive. Choose self-respect or staying alive. So we had to keep lying away. That means some of us lost our pride over time. Some start believing that inferior lie and was passed down like third and nine. Although our people are strong because we continuously lift the heavy weight, it's hard to have black love with everything we see and forces black hate. We still following that Willie Lynch trick. When black men and black women argue about who has it worse, it's a silly debate. That's like asking whether you want to get hit by a typhoon or earthquake. Either way, the outcome is devastation if you don't have a solid foundation in place. It's a mistake to think we not all on that slave shit. So how can we judge each other when we both the plaintiff? Black love is all we really have. And you can't be whole without your other half. Remember, make it sacred. If not collectively, we will forever be actors in a low-budget B-movie. That means permanently in the lower cast. In peace. Rosa Parks was a passenger on a bus. She went for a ride, but in reality was a driver for a movement. A movement that changed history. A movement that changed your mind. She would not take a literal stand by giving up her seat. Rosa Parks sat in the seat of adversity. Rosa Parks received numerous death threats. She was hired because she was a good worker. Rosa Parks landed jobs and worked many years. Her award won was the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Arrests made and marches were done for black America. From schools to work to housing and education, 
discriminatory laws began to fall. And many historians say that it was Park's actions on that December day was the catalyst that will make people bold. Rosa Parks' motto, simple acts of dignity, and everyone should agree to be free. Since her death in Detroit at age 92, churches, civil rights groups, and every part of government have paid honor to her in peace. Hey, are you afraid of failure? What a coincidence, because I'm here to share with you this secret, to never be afraid of failure again. Never try anything new. You can't fail unless you try, but then again, you'll never succeed either. Never live high, never be a lost meandering through be like a sloth slowly meandering through life until you die. I'm sorry, I got a message that I'm muted. We no, you're good. We can hear you, brother. We can hear you. Okay. Slowly meandering, slowly meandering through life until you die. Overcoming the notion that failure means you're lost, you're finished, you're done is the first step to overcoming every new obstacle you come across, making mistakes with finesse until you've won. The heartbeat in your chest, that is the rhythm of a champion. Failing for the hundredth time means that you still have the chance to keep fighting. Even when some may say it's over and done, that you know the success may come at 101. Chasing your dreams 101, you're going to fall flat. Get back up. Continue to run. The key to success is learning from your mistakes, your missteps, gaining on your dream, trying to reach you before you come to an end in this race with death. Don't be left with regret for us and you taste on your tongue and your dying breath. And it will be. Unless you chase the things that make your heart beat faster, you control your fate. You are your own master. You will at times fail. You will collapse and feel like your life has been a complete disaster, a catastrophe. Lift your chin up, wipe off the dirt, look to the horizon. You will see a light at the end of a tunnel. Keep your eyes on the prize and continue to rise to the occasion. Do not despise your public humans for the success stories they are making. Write your own story and words so bold that everyone knows that you ain't faking, that you go in ham and life you straight vacant. You risk taking too close to your dreams, just almost skyscraping. Instead of regret, bittersweet will be the last taste on your breath because the show is over. But what a life you lived. You lived it right, right to the end, to the end where you met Death, looked him straight in the eye, shook his hand, hello, my old friend. You do not try to bend yourself in half to escape his grasp. You sit in heaven, gazing down upon all the people, blazing in your path, tripping, falling, raising their chin again and again, smiling over their shoulder at the aftermath. And you can't help but smile back. You know they will succeed, because they remind you of you. You laugh in peace. Beautiful yes, speed y'all. round. Beautiful speed round. Um, I'm going to you in a minute, Dub. Just let me just highlight everybody on Facebook Live. You heard a wonderful, beautiful speed round out there. Um, what we call a speed round, brothers and sisters, is a nonstop flow of several poets. Um, normally, when the call volume is at an at, at a at a re- really very high rate, it helps us get a lot of callers and a lot of poets on very quickly. So you heard three phenomenal poets that was there. You heard Sue, you heard Chi-Chi, and what was your name, brother, the last poet? That was Noah. Noah, Noah. So you heard Sue, you heard Chi-Chi, and you heard Noah. Um, three different locations, but all the bomb poets, and uh, we want you to call in. And if you are out there, sickest poet alive, um, inbox me um, so I can uh, communicate with you. Dub C, turn it over to you. All right, all right. I just want to comment on all three poets. I got to say, 
you know, that was an awesome speed round, man. One thing that I do enjoy, when I used to, when I first started calling in, the most exciting part to me was the speed round to get all different flavors all rolled up into one. It's just like, it's, that's an awesome feeling. I enjoy it. Every, all three poets. Absolutely enjoy it. <laughs> Absolutely enjoy it. Everyone thoroughly. I am looking forward to hearing from Sue. Um, always love hearing from Chi Chi. Looking forward to hearing more from Noah. Uh, definitely sorry about that interruption that you had there, but you kept that flow, you kept that energy there, and all three of you are just y'all of the business. I truly enjoyed it. I will keep this thing rolling on real quickly because the lines are still super full, and I don't want to miss any one person at all. I see you out there in the building. I know you come up as popping fresh in the chat room. I know who you are in Wisconsin. So we're going to get to you in just a moment. Jersey, I see you in the building. Chicago, I still see you out there. My sister, Analog Soul, I see you in the building. Let's swing over to Southwest Michigan real quick. Call and state your name for us. And uh, where are you exactly calling from? Yeah, my name Paul. I'm calling from uh, Battle Creek, Michigan. Peace and love from Battle Creek, Michigan. Paul, how are you? I'm doing very good. That's what's up. That's what's up. (laughs) That's what's up. Dear brother, please let us know what you bring into the mic today. Let's hear it. Okay, definitely, definitely. Um, You can never know what I'm going through or the obstacle course I run through. The only vivid pictures in your head is the ones that I paint that I paint you, my pain digs deeper than my soul, so my God is the only mechanic I run to. Every day I got to fight, even when I don't want to. It's a spiritual war in the field. You better figure out what side you belong to. Believe it or not, I praise the same God that gave David the strength to slay a 10-foot giant with a slingshot and a rock. I praise the same God that made... Preachers out of killers, dope dealers, and boys off the block. I used to work for the devil 24-7, even on holidays, before I jumped off his clock. The only wages he gave me was jail time, enemies, and a couple of shots. He tried to give me life in prison for murder twice. But what the devil meant for bad, God meant to get dropped. With the power... With the power of God flowing through me, how can I how can I ever be stopped when the battle was already won? Thanks to the grace and mercy of the Son of my God that's... That's chapter 3, verses 3, 16 in the book of John. I got friends that ain't friends no more because they don't understand the life I chose. You see, the money and the fame, it can go against everything God knows. For the American dollar, people is killing, stealing, selling bodies and selling souls, crossing family and friends, inheriting the sin with no morals. That's the reason why the Bible says that money is the root of all evil. Lust and greed becoming a traditional virtue in the generations of, the, of his people. Our countries and nations becoming a Saddam and Gomorrah sequel. In Israel, they persecuting, chopping off they chopping off heads of Christians believing the Bible. When you're a child, when you're a child of God in the devil's world, you're you're considered a rival. Fear not. Be as bold as a lion in the jungle, surrounded by hyenas fighting for survival. Let go, let God. Give all things to the Creator, who created all things high and low. In the name of Jesus Christ, through the Holy Spirit, all things is possible. Ever since I changed for the greater glory, my blessings been unimaginable. When I pray to the Master, He communicates back through miracles. Yeah, that's it right there. Mm. Man, we got a saying in Kansas City, and this was invented by Jen Harris. Um, We call that event 
church, just going to church and confessing what we need to get out on that mic, be it an uplifting message like yours was at times or just a personal truth like it was at other times. And you took us to church right there, man. And I really appreciate you calling it and sharing that piece. Man, definitely, definitely, man. You know, I just, you know, I, I, like you said, I speak my, my, my experiences because I feel like all our trials and tribulations have a meaning, meaning not just for ourselves, but it can save somebody else's life too, you know, so. Exactly. You've embraced that responsibility as an artist, and we appreciate that. Thank so, you. Like, I appreciate that. Yeah, yes, thank you so much for coming on tonight, sharing that piece and um, yes. spreading your truth and embrace that. I'd love you to. I'd love for you to keep coming on. I mean, Definitely, you, I thank will. You. Thank Definitely, you. I will. Thank uh, you, guys. Dubsies, you're welcome, Dubsies. That's cool. That's cool, bro. I got. I got. I got to commend you on that piece because it's not a lot of times that you hear people, fellas, most of all, they come out and you know from the heart and speak it like that. You know, I can relate to everything you said, brothers. You know, I've been there, and just just the fact that you spoke it, you know, the word is heard. You know, everybody deserves that message, and message come in all forms. So, you know, somebody on somebody that's on here this line tonight needed to hear that message, and your obedience got the message through. So I, I applaud that. Thank you, sir. All glory go to God. All right. Misconception. Sorry, I was on mute trying to do everything. I have truly enjoyed you sharing that piece. I hope to hear more from you. I heard the reference in there that you made and just the strength and the spirituality that you you just come in from a real genuine place. So I can definitely appreciate your message and just, you know, your work just in itself as a whole. So thank you so much for sharing with us, and I hope to hear more from you. All right, all right. That was our Michigan caller. All right, all right. So we're going to keep this thing moving. We are going to have another speed round. I'm going to go ahead and go back to that Chicago caller that uh, we didn't get in earlier. Let's go ahead and check in. Caller, state your name for us. Check and see if your phone is on mute. If you heard you are unmuted, that will be you. You are live. Chicago caller, state your name. All right, we're going to go ahead and check back in on that one. I think folks are multitasking this evening. Let's go swing this into Jersey. All right, call us. State your name for us. New Jersey, call us. State your name. Check and see if your phone is unmuted. All right, we'll go and check back on Jersey in just a minute. Let's go ahead and bring Wisconsin in. Call us. State your name for us. Hey, this is Poppin' Fresh. Poppin' Fresh. <laughs> I saw y'all on there. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. We, we, well, we're going to do a speed round, but uh, we can go ahead and get PC in from you real quick while we go ahead and check in with the others. We'll bring you in Poppin' Fresh. Let's go ahead and uh, have you share. Also, tell the folks where you're calling from. I'm from, from Appleton, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Bigger Productions is what we do up here. First All thing right. first, I definitely got to give a huge shout out to you know misconception, black eyes, and of course Thank my big you. bro Dubsies. No, <laughs> like you. I I was not honestly. I never actually took a minute back and wanted to take some time out and start listening to you know spoken word and whatnot. And then y'all showed out to the the sixth annual show last year, and I mean my jaw hit the floor. Like, y'all definitely put in some work and. It's definitely a whole different genre than what I'm used to, but, man, I got to tell you all, I love it. 
and I remember when you first called in to Poet Radio. So I thank you for continuing to be a supporter and continuing to share your voice with us and uh, for supporting the Poet family, you know. POET loves you back on, be- on behalf of us. Thank you so much. What you got for us tonight? Uh, I I had something, but I accident, accidentally left it at work tonight. So uh, uh-huh. I was on my rush because uh, <laughs> Dub, he, uh, he, he, I'm going uh, to hand you the Dub, please. Dub, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, I know. I'm going to let him yell at me because he's like, I'm, I, bet, I better see. I was on that live feed, and he's like, I better see y'all on that call tonight. And I was like, all right, I'll, I'll write something down right quick, and then uh, I get home, uh-huh. go to my bag, and all right, Dub, just go ahead and lay it on me. No, you know what? I'm not going to lay it on. Just the fact that you actually kept your word and called. You know, a lot a lot of people on there said they was going to call. You actually kept your word. Okay, you, you you didn't get the peace, but your call is what meant a lot. So I appreciate your call. And, and for everybody that don't know, they, you, they're they going to be running the Dove Seas Awards show this year. So I got a lot of faith in this guy and his entire organization, Bigger Productions, back in Green Bay. This is Mike Roman, popping fresh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. This is going to be about a live show. This is the seventh annual. I mean, I was I was geeked to last year, but this year there's so much talent. It's going to be on that stage. We got Shop FM, like a million styles. They're going to be out. They're going to record the entire uh, event. They're going to be hosting, and I think I'm actually as soon as I get that info from uh, uh, Doug over there, uh, I'm going to go pick up yeah. some trophies in that list. And I'm not going to peek into them because I want to be just as shocked as the rest of the world because it's nothing better than seeing the reaction. I want to be one of those people that get that reaction. And I know some of my friends, my family, my peers, the people that work, they put blood, sweat, and tears, not only the music, to whatever art they got. I put a post up a while ago that I've had the same barber for like five years. And when you have dedication like that to anything, you are a true artist. You never give up on your dreams and your talents. All right. Well, I appreciate you calling in today, brother. Definitely. I look forward to seeing you soon. Hey, look, y'all, let me jump in. We are live on Friend Life. Yeah. We are live on Friend Life. So for those who are watching via Friend Life um, and that are poets and poetry lovers, call in to tonight's show. So if you are a Friend Life uh, listener, um, you guys can call in to tonight's show also as well. So we're Absolutely. live on we're live on friend life. Yeah. We're everywhere. That's dope. We're on com. We're live on the air right now with you. If you call in the number, that's right above Black Eyes. If you're looking on Facebook Live and on Friend Life, like we're everywhere. You can't not find us. <laughs> that's dope. But that's that's why we're the three time national poetry award winning P O E T radio. Nobody's doing what we're doing. That's we, are the, we, are the, we are the innovators of this thing. Yes, yes, yes. It is wonderful and a privilege to be a part of the team. Black Eyes, thank you. And I'm saying that publicly because folks just do not know how much work goes in on your behalf to provide the opportunities to us and for us and just keeping POET Radio afloat. So we appreciate the work that you put in as well. So thank you so much, Black Ice. I just had to pause for the call and say that to you. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Uh, you know, I um like you said, I mean it's a lot of sleepless nights. Um, you know, juggling personal life with this um music career and this spoken word career. 
is very challenging. Um, you know, being a father, having a regular nine to five job. I'm tied the Uber guy now. Did you guys know that I was doing Uber? Have you guys yep, seen I, I see. I yeah. see you every day. <laughs> yes, I saw. Uh, <laughs> tied the Uber guy. Yeah. yeah. So I've been adding things um, to what was already ready on the plate, but I still do things. You know, they say, "Well, how do you do all these things?" I make sure that I only do them. Um, during the time when my queen is not available. So if she's not available, then I want to make use of my time. But if she's available, then everything has to cease and everything has to stop. So um, when I'm doing all these shows and all these performances and all those things, well, you know, a paid gig is a paid gig. I mean, that's going towards the bills. But all Mm -hmm. these other extracurricular (laughs) activities, you know, I have to make sure that I do them when – you know, when I wouldn't be spending time with her anyway. And, you know, a lot of people say, well, you know, you can just come on out and you can just spin, you can perform. Well, I average 20 performances a month. So I don't mm-hmm. just want to come out and just want to perform uh, <laughs> nowhere because I'm tired. You know what I'm saying? When you're doing 20 uh, live performances a month, you're on the radio on Monday night, on Tuesday night, and then on Thursday night, you know, it's like, do you really want to call into another radio show? Do you really want to be on another stage? Do you really want to, you know, so I love each and every one of you all, but I get tired of poetry. I get tired of performing, you know, and <laughs> that's just a blessing. You know, I asked for this life, yeah. and 30 years ago, God gave it to me, and he's given mm-hmm. it to me in abundance, so I would never complain about it. But, you know, I do get tired, and I do have to kind of like, you know, make some time for personal life and family life and, and uh, fatherhood and son and everything. So I just want to throw that out there. But welcome, everybody, to Spin Life. Um, you can call into the show. We are doing live poetry. This is a poetry radio show that happens every Monday night from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Central Standard Time. For those who are overseas from England or London, um, we want to say we love you all. I am working on a London tour for 2017, so if you're from London, please inbox me so I can connect you with the other parties that are working on booking gigs. We already have three gigs already lined up for my London tour 2017, but I need to connect with more people from London um, in that area. So I know Princess Ivy, you're out there. Inbox me, please. I've already inboxed you um, so that I can connect you with the other um, individuals that are working on a London tour for moi, King of Poetry, Black Eyes, Misconception, <laughs> turning it back over to you. Let's go ahead and bring everybody else on um, for this final speed round. And then all of the hosts that are on the line, we're going to go ahead and jump in after the last person and do the conclusion and the final finale of the show tonight. Misconception. Okay. Um, actually, let's go ahead and bring in Analog Soul. Mm-hmm. All right. if, if you have not spit tonight and you want to spit tonight, if you have not spit and you want to spit, press star 8 on your phone right now. If you have not spit already and you want to spit, press star 8 on your phone right now. That way we know who you are, we know where to find you at on the line, and we can bring you on accordingly. Press star 8 on your phone if you have not spit yet and you want to spit tonight. All right, all right. So let's go ahead and bring in Analog Soul. Hi, I'm Analog here. Soul. How are Hello. you? 
I am great, Sam. Happy August to everybody. I voted today. I'm just letting you know. Okay. It's August already? <laughs> yes. Today is the first by the Uber guy. Did you lose it back? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't see that first of the month money tied to Uber guy? By <laughs> the Uber guy. I like that. I like that. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Let's have our sister Adelaide Soul pop in first. And then I'm going to go ahead. We got all Chicago raising their hands. I do want to say how much I love you and how much I'm proud of you, Analog. So, you know, knowing the um, obstacles and challenges you've had to face during the course of your life and even during the time that I've met you, but you you, you, you persisted in, 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 in moving. And I talked about that earlier today on, on um, Black Ice Live on the Morning Drive. Um, as long as you move and stay in rotation, God is going to allow this universe to reciprocate to you, and you're going to receive certain blessings. So whether you move or not, this earth is going to keep rotating on an axis at 1,037 and one-third miles per hour. And if we claim a father that created all of this, this earth that spans 196,940,000 square miles and on this ball called earth is a mass of water that spans 139,685,000 square miles and coming out of that water is a mass of land that we call earth that spans 57,255,000 square miles and if this earth belongs to him then you inherited it because you are his child and that's the way you're moving, Kylie. And I want to say thank you. You are an inspiration to me. And every time I see you on a flyer as a feature or as a performer or as a guest, it just makes me proud to um, be a mentor and uh, a brother to you. Oh, thank you very much. My cup runneth over. I really appreciate that. But I don't know what to say. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. I can see your smile. You're welcome. Misconception. <laughs> Absolutely. We have another Chicago caller. Caller, state your name for us. Hey, this joint. All right. We finally got Lady Jack. <laughs> She's been yeah. inboxing. This is our Chicago caller. We've been trying to get in, folks. <laughs> You're right, Ladybug. You're right. Is, <laughs> yeah. that, is that Lady Jo? That is Lady <laughs> J. Miss Joanne. Yes. <laughs> Great show, guys. Great show. I've been listening while in route to work. Thank you so much, sis. Hang on, sis. We're going to have you go second in the C round. All right. (laughs) All right, we're going to have Analog Soul first, and then we got Joanne, and then we got Chicago State, your name for us. This is Bob Nation. What's up? Bob Nation, what's happening, sir? Bob Nation Bob is Nation third is in the C round. <laughs> Bob Nation, we love you, brother. Bob Nation is one of the three hosts um, yes. that hosts strictly for the listeners on Wednesday nights here on PLET Radio. And he hosts also with our beautiful sister, Queen Amina, and Sage on Wednesday nights. So tune in to that brother's show. Brother, you will be um, rounding off the speed round of our guests on our show. And then... All of our hosts, we're going to join in right after Bop Nation. So keep this thing flowing. Hey, team? Yes. Yes. I'm listening. Somebody just said something and then stopped that. Yeah, I did. I heard a hey, team. I don't know who it was. Yeah, I heard that. Okay, cool. So, Misconception, go ahead and give them the order one more time on the speed round, and then um, all of our VBP hosts, Voices Behind the Pen hosts, 
we're going to go in our same order and jump right behind them. Absolutely, absolutely. So we got Analog Soul going to kick off our speed round. She's got Soul Gust and two, Lady J, Miss Joanne. And then behind that, we are going to have Bob Nation and Flow into the host. So let's do it. Analog Soul, get it. You know what? We we have way too much in common, since I'm being honest with you. I mean, who who wants to love somebody like me? You? You want to love somebody like me? Huh. If you want to love somebody like me, you must be messed up, too. You see, she has every intention of filling her ventricles with his corpuscles, for she was born just that type of optimist. It's just that she had been waiting, waiting and and longing and and nursing a bee sting with the enthusiasm of the first sperm to reach the egg. And her gift was bruised, bruised like a toddler's reaction to her first spanking from her father. So she fought the fight against doubt every sunrise, not realizing that she had built a self-deprecating igloo from titanium bricks. And who, who could possibly be mad enough to break through that? You see, she learned to live without mirrors because never did her interpretation of the reflection match that of the outsiders. So she saw them all as liars. She was hurt, Lord, hurt like the first time her favorite cousin lifted her floral print dress and ravaged the contents beneath. And when she told, she was beaten for letting it happen to her sister. Yeah, hurt like that. You see, she hated she. She hated her. She hated I. And who could love a she like me? that she in the mirror couldn't even love a she like me. So why would I believe this man he, that he really meant it when he said I was beautiful? I mean, every Facebook Lothario with an unlimited data plan and an unquenchable thirst puts that in my inbox every day, every day. But when he said it, it... It didn't sound the same. It it, it didn't feel the same. I mean, I could taste it, devour it, revel in it, like like the first time you realized that you were going to bleed for seven whole days, but uh, you also get to fuck for 24 days straight. So I started thinking, maybe he likes dark-skinned, fluffy girls with natural hair. Maybe he could love the eccentricities that are me. So I'm all in, and and, and I will tell you the rest of the tale when I get off the plane. Yeah, it's like that. In peace. Wow. (laughs) Let's go, y'all. Nonstop flow. Don't mess up my speed round. Let's go. Blur is my vision, no cloud in my thoughts. Slowed and precise are my actions. Seeing as I do, I do not repeat, no second guessing. My words are transparent, well-structured, and planned. They will do what I say, 
they will do what they thought you meant. In peace. Why I shoot? I shoot because I'm the motherfucker holding the gun. I live my life from day to day. My career always got me on the run. Why I shoot? I missed my target and hit that little girl in the head. It was a mistake. I didn't try to do it, but now she's dead. Why I shoot? An 18-year-old honor student, the family wants retribution for his life. 17-year-old brother is loading his gun, and if he sees my buck ass, he won't think twice. Why I shoot? My parents don't keep me busy with after-school programs, so I'm unsupervised all day long. As they take the body to the grave, gospel music is playing his favorite song. Why I shoot? Daddy raped mama, and she didn't want me, so she left me in the alley. No one invested me, and as far as the police is concerned, that's another one on the tally. Why I shoot? Hell, there's way too many guns to keep up with on these streets. 5-0 is in their cars. You know they don't give a damn. Way, and it's way too dangerous for them to walk the beats. Why I shoot? Nobody taught me respect for authority, and more importantly, the value of human life. Besides, I was drunk when she said she was leaving me, so I got her, the kids. Yeah, she used to be my wife. Why I shoot? My parents say I don't have to listen to nobody, and I can do whatever I want. So tomorrow, for all them bullies, I'm going to unload, and they're going to be a nightmare. I'm be sure to hunt. Why shoot? An unarmed black man 50 times over a fight outside. The judge is trying to protect the police department. He reads their testimony. You can tell they lied. Why shoot? The vice president blasts a friend on his hunting trip. It's illegal for you to have a gun in your house for burglars. It lets them rip. Why shoot? The blood on this society is as violent as sin dominating the land. Even though I bleed red, white, and blue, sorrow is dripping from my gun toting hands. Stop the violence. That's that piece. My polio is showing again. Every time I don't have that reverberation blasting, there'll be no hesitation in these old knees buckling. I'm landing beneath the floor. Guess it's just that telltale heart. We not hear it beating? Or are we just obsessed with its beating? It's taking one hell of a bruising. Or are you just using? Sorry, I'm rejectable, but not injectable. So this reject is able to claw himself up again because standing is next to impossible. Then comes that all too familiar, no, not Thing. That's WCW, but she was my woman crush Wednesday, but that woman could crush my heart more than every Wednesday. But hey, I like pressure, since apparently I'm a submarine under the radar. Now, how far do I have to take this? Do I need to bring up the Midnights, or do I need to get AT&T to mail me some phone records, and I will show you the hours. Every time I have a running start, you lose the fuck out of the football, then I might as well be Lieutenant Dan. No legs. 
I shouldn't have followed your bandwagoning either because you had me all hyped up for a championship. And like most of those teams, they break apart and don't get no rings, but at least they looked good doing it, right? At least we looked good doing it, right? It's sickening. You know, that feeling at the bottom of the left ventricle that mimics the appendix and flips through one just to find the right nerve depressed efforts. They seem in vain. Infected bloodstreams are coursing or am I just walking the right one or is that another heart attack left waiting to happen? So I need to lower my cholesterol. Therefore, I'm done attempting to consume eye candy that's past her expiration date. In other words, a spoiled bitch. But I want soul food. So I don't have to be raw. So I can be well done. I want a love so passionate that other people write us poems, but instead I'm stuck writing this one. Brief moment of disclaimer. If your man slash woman is currently scrumming the seat, this means you can't really shoot move off the shit and drop their ass so quick that the trash bin had to be charted a special trip to come pick up that garbage. See what garbage pickups will get you? Now my amount of Fs is about to be so low, they're going to have to carbon date the last time one was here. So thank you for giving me a microphone. See, I truly and honestly needed it. See, despite the words may weep here on stage, turn the page and I'm a mess. So this is a poem from a man who will still slip up and write kid and drops his head on stage because he'll never get used to that many eyes. I listen to all the complaints about your loving quarrels. Consider yourselves blessed. I can barely talk to the ones who make my heart flutter, just falter, couldn't flatter if it mattered. What's the matter? Well, my nucleus is getting tired of carrying the atomic waste because I no longer have the energy to sustain these processes. I guess it's back to the recess of this mind of mine. But I won't let you play games anymore. No, I'm not letting you play games anymore. Please tell me this is normal for a poet not to be able to speak, poet. I hear you yelling it all the time. Why can't I walk up here and have lion's curse? like my stars told me I should have. But came in the moment when it becomes time, and I'm so damn reclusive, hermits would tell me I need to get out more. So you're here tonight. You know who you are. The one who will hear this honestly pathetic paradox and give him more than a stage presence. See, I want to speak up. I want to tell you how I feel, but I'm digging now deeper into the darkness. They inhale and cancer to calm nerves, but they shake me. It takes Drake proof the meek shall never inherit the earth. Where does that leave me? In peace. When can I stop pretending that I'm not crumbling into sand grains, collapsing and dispersing my living cells to nothingness behind this smile? I have always been interested in becoming an other than myself because it's so easy to get wrapped in choosing who you want to be and look like and not have to worry about the jury because you do not have to own that truth or believe it. Theater is a temple that my soul draws itself to escape from myself and pretend for a while that I do not exist for a moment. And if I choose, maybe forever too. I'm afraid of the spotlight, so I often hide from it. It's funny because when, I'm, when, when it turns on me and I'm under, I'm revived and my soul transcends through its complicated hues and rays. I face, I face the audience and stage my performance anticipating the steps of the next act until I can no longer find them and the memorized words have arrived at the end. I fall with the curtain because I can't run away from this make-believe. I need it to survive. I'm stumbling into the real and I will be killed. When do I stop pretending that I'm not me, that I'm not real, that this skin is not my feeling? I want to stop pretending, but I need it. I'm cuffed with lies and afraid to reveal I'm lost between where I'm at and want to be, and I have a hard time accepting reality. 
when do I stop pretending that I'm not carrying these weights getting heavier the longer I hold on to them? I pretend it will make me stronger. I pretend that I'm invincible and won't die tomorrow. I pretend that I got it all together, perfectly packed, intact, ready to face the crowd from the other side of the display. I keep pretending that and peace. I sit back and think about my life, how I grew up having nothing. This my unbelievable things, trying my best to grab hold of something. In grammar school, I remember when we used to share clothes, mom stitching up pants legs because they mysteriously got holes. Always seemed to be in a fight because trouble wouldn't pass me. Protected of my brothers and sisters, somehow getting expelled from class, see, don't judge a book badge cover. Mealtime at home was sometimes the worst, but I learned that making sure the young ones ate always came first. Food stamps come around and we could all snack on the foods we want, Remember the brown, the green, the purple ones? It was like Christmas once a month. Don't judge a book by its cover. Mom and Dad struggled, but they tried not to let us know. But I realized at a young age what it meant to be growing up poor. Don't judge a book by its cover. As a teenager, music became the angle that I would follow. So drugs, even gang bangs, but prison was a hard pill to swallow. That's why I make it my business to reach out and give some sound advice. And even when someone is mean to me, I still try to remain nice. Don't judge a book by its cover. Dad taught me to protect. Mom taught me to love. So other than God, I had to praise Mom and Dad for creating what you now today know as Dub. I smile on a daily basis, and that will never change. I realized that I used my smile to have my own self and inner pain. Don't judge a book by its cover. In peace. I wanted to talk about love. I wanted to talk about light. I wanted to talk about life and, well, I wanted to talk about saving life. But it seems like it's just a time for prayer. Hey, God, sometimes I get stuck, but I feel strong and informed, but I still stop and wonder. Like ancient pyramids and symbolically treasured monuments, I said I cannot be broken, nor will I crumble. Like the willow tree, I wave in the wind, and yet when I take on human form to walk to you, I do often stumble. Holding energy that is creation and kinetic, I strive to maintain my sights and follow your way as my guide, prophetic. Lead me into the right direction. I need you to reach perfection. I have been worn and weakened, but still I hear the loudness of the lesson. With every lingering pain, I know that I am still alive and ever so thankful for that blessing. I yell out to you. But often my voice still comes out in silence. I drop my head in defeat, ready to accept more troubled mileage, ready to travel the roads in faith, believing that I'll arrive at survival as long as I'm obedient to the message. I can't help but begin to stagger in the blessing. All of the aforementioned is true of my heart. But my emotions take over, and on some days it's a battle, and I just don't want to start. I feel like my feet no longer make tread, even though the pavement is wet and ready to have the stripes of change painted. I take several turns, and although I don't want to walk through the valleys of hatred, I'm ready to put in the work so that the young behind me will make it. I question why these things are still happening, why my creator is allowing destruction, knowing that they always taught me don't question the way, but that I should always just follow along and play. I still want a piece of peace to interrupt this. So I turn to the light, prepared to stand in and take on the assignment of my gift to heal the village. And so in this questioning, I hear you, and I know that I've been issued my purpose. 
My creator, yes, I'm listening, and I hear you after my prayers and petitions. And yes, I will be diligent and turn to the way of the righteous. And with added strength in my spirit, I will survive this. I see that you sent and lifted me with a force of fellow griots, messengers, and writers. Our greatest gift has been revealed as our destiny, and that appears in this tainted tale of life. We've been ordained by you to change, and for our survival, we shall write and rewrite this. Thank you. And we ask that you continue to bless us, all of, all of our voices that come from beyond the pen, and that in divine order, we will usher change in. And that's that thee. Black lives, hmm. they do matter. I said black lives, they do matter. But the question is, do they matter to black people? See, I remember a time that I wish that I could forget. Yet it's etched in my brain like stone. Sometimes I sit alone thinking I wonder. How many portions have the women I slept with in my past had because of me? See, all I just felt like tonight on Voices Behind the Pins was the night for me to tell my story. Because for years I kept it hidden deep down inside of me. It's time for me to let it go now. I want to be free. I can't say that I know or recall every one, but I remember the first. I was 15 years past birth. And I was in love with Pumpkin. A 14-year-old freshman from Simeon High School thought that I knew it all, thought that I was cool, but the Bible says... Professing themselves wise, they became fools. So I began ditching school, breaking rules and cutting class, all in an attempt to get some... Aspirations to become a rap star. See, I was well known to be cold with them bars, but my heart had me locked up, stuck in a standstill. I couldn't see past this girl. She was like the sense of my world, and everything revolved around her. I had never felt like this before. I was even cool with the parents who, for me, kept an open door, but that was all before she was late. And no, I ain't talking about for lunch. I'm talking about no visitors this month. And now we both scared. Wondering what would our parents think. They are the ones who really cared about us and our future. We literally ripped their dreams apart and this couldn't be mended with no suture. But we got to tell somebody. We didn't know what to do. We were only babies ourselves doing what grown folks do without a clue of the consequence. Until we had to deal with the consequence of sex with no protection. And and it's too late for me to pull myself out of this one because now she's expecting. (laughs) And Adrian, I'm I'm expecting a dad to kill me on sight. See, my father always taught me to do what's right, but now that I'm on center stage. Queen, somehow I've gotten stage fright. So we talked and she asked, what was I thinking? And without even blinking, I said, baby, I'm not ready to be a father. And see, for her, this only made things harder. So so she told her mom who forced her to get an abortion. And, and along with my coercion, I can only imagine the pressure at 14 that she must have been under. Too young to know the procedure, didn't even care. 
I only wish that she would have made me be there. Maybe I needed it. Things don't register the same unless you see it. And then you can believe it. And now she's left with the permanent scar from a decision that we both made. But she's the only one who paid. Or at least that was what I thought. See, you can run from a situation, but sooner or later, your ass gonna get caught. I felt like it was all my fault. And over 20 years later, my child that was aborted at the age of 15 has now come back to haunt me. See, my firstborn at the age of 15 was taken away from me. He died from cancer. Too young to know the physical pain of an abortion, but now I know the answer is clear now. I see the picture. And it takes me back to that same scripture. Professing themselves wise, they became fools. If there's any teens watching this video, please stay in school, learn from my mistakes. Don't wait until it's too late. I apologize. I'm sorry. I wish that I could go back, change, and rearrange things. If you only knew the consequences that choices and decisions bring. See, y'all, at the time, I was only 15. I remember a time that I wish that I could forget. Yet it's etched in my brain like stone. Sometimes I sit alone thinking I wonder how many abortions have the women I slept with in my past had. Because of me. Y'all, I just felt like tonight on Voices Behind the Pins was the night for me to tell my story. Because for years, I kept it hidden deep down inside of me. Time for me to let it go now. I want to be free. That's that piece. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been tuned into three-time National Poetry Award-winning POET Radio, Voices Behind the Pens. We are currently nominated. Please go to the nationalpoetryawards.com. Please vote for Poet Radio. Vote for the Poet Family. As a whole, there are 10 nominations. Um, Poet for Best uh, Performance Group. We have Black Ice for a Legendary Award, Troy Lewis Community Award, Misconception, myself, for Poet of the Year. Going for a repeat, please help that out. <laughs> we also have Kenyatta the Lyrical Lion in the for Best Video, Strawberry Taylor for Best Erotic Poet, Mahogany Brown, Best Host, King Flair, or you may know him as Ricky Ruff, New and Up and Coming Poet. I know there's one or two others, and I think I'm forgetting somebody. If not, I'm so sorry. I love you. Poetry Johnson, International Poetry Poet of the Year, if you didn't There we go. There we go. Poetry Johnson, International Poet of the Year. Thank you so much, Black Eyes. You have been hosted tonight by none other than, you just heard his voice, King of Poetry, Black Eyes. You have had your phenomenal team on deck as well. We've had Matt Spezia in the building, who's also nominated for Slam Organizer as well as Slam Performer of the Year. And you have had in the building Soleil. You've had Dusty's. And again, this is Misconception. We appreciate you so much for joining us, tuning in on TalkShoe.com. In the chat room, we've seen guests, oh my goodness, 6 through 13 tonight. (laughs) 
We've had everybody in the chat room on Toxie.com. Thank you, all of you who have dialed in and been live on the air with us who have shared your pieces and who just called in to listen in the car and that whole thing. And all of you out there on Facebook Live and Friend Life and everyone abroad, however you're tuning in, we appreciate you. We love you. And we embrace you for embracing us. Please get out there and vote for all of us who are nominated. Um, please keep listening. Please keep tuning in. We are here six nights a week, ten shows on POET Radio. Ten is a magic number for us. We've got ten nominations for the MPAs, ten shows on POET Radio. We are here for you. Make sure that you go to org if you are interested in whatever else that we do. You want to talk about or look, look and read about our action program, how we go out and deal with the children and mentor in the schools. Get out there on IAMPoet.org. You can see everything that we do, and you can get the contact information. So we'll be more than happy to interact with you as well. Look us up, stay in tune with us. And, again, thank you for joining us tonight. Peace and love. Stay safe out there. Love on each other. Good night. Peace and blessings, y'all. Mm-hmm. Those who are on Facebook Live, we thank you so much, and we love you, and we appreciate you. Until next week, Voices Behind the Pins. But tomorrow we do have the Bible Show Truth Hour here on POET Radio, and we do have um, hot topics coming live tomorrow. So tune in tomorrow night. Peace and blessings, y'all. Good night. Good night. Bye. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.